guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Well, good morning, family. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a cop-out to talk about the weather, but it is beautiful outside. I am so, I know it's a little rainy. Yes, there are some people in the room that agree. I think the closest we will ever come to heaven on earth is fall. I'm, I believe it because uh, it's beautiful in my, like, my favorite sweaters are out. I wore a, my favorite cardigan this morning. The weather is incredible outside. Um, the holidays are starting to roll in, right? That's exciting. And, and incredibly, the best thing about fall, in my opinion, the best thing is pumpkin spice everything. I, I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay with pumpkin spice everything. This time of year is amazing. Um, if, it, if it wasn't time already, it's pumpkin spice time. And I've been do- doing a little research about pumpkin spice. <laughs> and uh, some of them, for instance, are Twinkies, which I think is an incredible idea. Um, when I found this, I ordered 12 cases. They're on their way. Two days, they'll be here. Um, <laughs> this sounds incredible. Um, the Kit Kat pumpkin pie Kit Kat bar. That sounds amazing. I'm on board. Butter spread. Board with some things. Now, this is where it starts to get weird. Um, the KFC pumpkin feta wrap. Pumpkin feta wrap. This is a real thing. Um, we have native aluminum free pumpkin spice latte deodorant. <laughs> I mean, I can get on board with this as well, if we're being honest. Um, I would try pumpkin spice most things. Pumpkin spice um, spam. I don't know so much about pumpkin spice spam. Pumpkin spice dog treats, dental dog treats. I think they deserve it as well. As much as I love pumpkin spice, Daisy deserves some pumpkin spice as well this time of year. Um, Pumpkin spice Pringles. I'm not on board with this one. Um, I'm not interested in pumpkin spice Pringles. Now, this is my personal favorite, something everyone needs this time of year, pumpkin spice Sudoku number puzzles. <laughs> yeah, how you make a pumpkin spice word, uh, number puzzle, I will never know, but I'm very interested in how to do pumpkin spice Sudoku. <laughs> we're in this series called Heaven on Earth, and we're discussing what heaven on earth means. And we're uh, in small groups as well as Sunday mornings. We're talking about heaven on earth, and it really... It sounds like a nice concept. And we had it uh, in the Garden of Eden at the very beginning. We had it on earth. But right now, when I look around, heaven on earth is kind of hard to imagine. When I look around the world we're living in, I'm not so sure that heaven on earth, it doesn't look like heaven on earth is possible. It doesn't look like heaven on earth can actually happen to my here and now. We live in a world evident that we live in a broken world. Go on social media, quickly can tell that this is a broken and messed up world. Just talking to a friend, and you can, you hear story after story about how messed up is this world. And that feeling I get in my gut when I hear those stories and and that discomfort I feel is evidence to me that that's not how it's supposed to be. Right? God designed heaven on earth. That was his original plan. That's how, when he redeems everything here, that's what it's going to look like again. And when I see what's going on and what is wrong in the world, and I'm uncomfortable with that, that's a reminder to me that the way it's supposed to be 
is heaven on earth. When I just turn on the news and I see an event, when I look at social media and I see what one person did to another, when I hear a friend talk about their pain, when I just reflect, sometimes when I'm feeling on earth. They feel how wrong it is. So what can we do about that? I, I think that's an important question to ask, ask ourselves. What can we do to bring heaven on earth, to make heaven in me, to make heaven in you? What can we do to get heaven in us? In one sentence, what I'm trying to say this morning is if you in you you're going to have to move. Say it with me. If you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. When I was in college, uh, my buddy, we were in church together, middle school, high school, great friends, and then we roomed in college together. His name's Donnie. And um, Donnie had this problem where he didn't want to be skinny anymore. Now, this was not a problem that I identified with at all <laughs> or had much empathy for, <laughs> But Donnie said, I'm done with this. He's, 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 there's a gym at our college. I'm going to fix this problem. So he started out like this. This is about our graduation in high school. And um, four years, four years, and this is what he looks like today. It took about, this is more than four years now, but I believe that picture was four years between those two pictures. It looks like he grew up 10 years. That's what they call a glow up. If you're looking for a teenage vocabulary, that is a glow up <laughs> for Donnie right here. And so, um, as I mentioned, we were roommates during this process. And during this time, I learned a lot of things I wasn't really interested in. But I learned a lot about diet and weightlifting and nutrition and all of these things. And during this time, I heard about a concept called atrophy. And atrophy is what happens when you if you work really hard, you get swole. <laughs> right? So you start to look like that. And then you stop. And what happens is when you stop, your muscles go backwards. <laughs> they go on this journey, but backwards. And that's what atrophy means. If you quit atrophy, a wasting or decrease in size of a body, organ, tissue, or part due to disease, injury, or, this is what I'm honing in on this morning, lack of use. The informal uh, definition would be this, use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. So the principle here, here is that when you're not working a muscle, it's shrinking. When you're not working, it's shrinking. You will not become muscular or healthy by accident. It takes work. It takes movement. It's, you have to take action to get the right results. They don't just happen by accident. Here are some other ways that people put it. Aristotle said, life requires movement. Albert Einstein said, nothing happens until something moves. In Ezra 10.4, um, Shechaniah told uh, Ezra, be strong and take action. Matthew 7, Jesus said, only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. James 1 says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Now, I don't believe that your works get you into heaven. So, let me just say that. Don't hear something I'm not saying. Jesus is what gets you there. But to be spiritually healthy, to be spiritually fit, to, to live the life God wants you to live, has called you to live. If you want heaven, nothing good comes from just standing still. If you're not moving, you're dying. Heaven on earth will happen, will not happen by accident. 
It requires our movement. If you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. We believe the Bible is God's word, and he spoke to, to humanity all through human history for thousands of years. He was speaking, and people were recording what he said, and that's what we call the Bible today. And uh, we have this book we call Second Timothy, and Second Timothy is a letter from a man named Paul who had this friend and protege, Timothy, and he's writing to him about church leadership. This is what church leadership looks like. This is how you conduct yourself uh, being a leader in this church. And we look at that same letter today, and we say, that is how we should conduct our lives in light of what God said to, uh, to Paul. We apply to our lives. So in this letter, Paul said something which I love about, about sin, about heaven in you. In that letter, Paul said this. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Run, pursue, and joy are not... They take action. Paul's saying to Timothy, this will not happen by accident. You will not get heaven in you by accident. You have to move. So when I read here, I see an instruction manual for heaven on earth. I see an instruction manual for heaven in me, for heaven in you. This kind of progress is going to require movement. So as we look at what Paul said, I see three sentences, and I see three ideas, three movements that I'm going to be talking about this morning, three steps. You're going to have to move. And these are the three ideas. We're going to need to move away, move toward, and move with. That will make more sense as we move through. But move away from sinful temptations. Move toward truth instead, and move with the right people. Just like Paul said to Timothy, move away, move toward, and move with. So we're going to look at these three different movements one at a time. We're going to start, number one, move away from sinful temptations. Move away from sinful temptations. I think a lot of people are trying to beat temptation with brute strength. And that is not what God told us to do. We just want to look, I do, I want to be able to like put a W in my column, right? I want to say I'm looking. really bad. <laughs> but I can't do God didn't ask me to do that. Now, self-discipline plays a role in this, and God helps us through these things. But that, a part of that work is for us to run from the things that stimulate youthful lusts. You may be familiar with an interpretation that says, away from these things. There are so many people in this room this morning, don't look at your neighbor, <laughs> that are battling some type of addiction, whether it be nicotine or alcohol or pornography or something in this room that you just cannot kick. And I think if those people in this room would take this bit really, really seriously, you would win some battles. If you took this really seriously, you would start to win. If you find, for instance, that when you have your phone in bed at night in a dark room, you end up on websites you don't want to be on. Here's something. Move away or better, move your phone away. <laughs> Charge your phone in a different room at night. Or if you want to get really drastic, downgrade your phone to something without internet. And that sounds crazy, yes. How bad do you want to beat it? It sounds crazy, it sounds tough, and I get that. But how bad do you, how high of a priority is moving away? For instance, if you're feeling down 
And when you are feeling down, you typically end up buying alcohol. You typically end up at the liquor store. Here's an idea. Leave your driver's license at home. I mean, now some of us in this room, that wouldn't work (laughs) because they don't card you anymore. But (laughs) you may find that you don't want to have that conversation with the person at the store in case maybe they decide to ask for it. And you'll probably drive a little safer as well. (laughs) Maybe when you're around certain friends, you find that every time you're around these certain friends, your conversation gossip about people that you love and you're just generally mean. Maybe you need to spend more time with kinder people. Or if you need to take drastic measures, maybe you need to take a whole friendship inventory. We'll talk about that later. But maybe you need to look around the people around you and say, man, these people are not making me more like Jesus and make some changes. A huge part of beating temptation is changing your surroundings. And that might sound like weakness. To me, there is like a twinge of like, I don't really, I just want to beat sin. I just want to be stronger. Running away does not sound sexy. (laughs) But Paul said to Timothy, run away. Are you willing to take this? Because if you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. The second movement here is to move toward truth instead. Don't just move away from sinful temptations. Move toward truth. So, so God knew. He knows how we work. He knows the human mind. He understands humanity. And so he knew when he told from sinful temptations, you now have a void. And what happens in a void? Usually bad things. <laughs> so he said, don't just move away from sinful temptations. Replace it. Move toward things that are righteous and loving and good. And Paul talks about that other times as well in Philippians. He says, think about things that are good. Replace the bad with the good. And this one might seem obvious, because, but it's easy to forget sometimes uh, when we're feeling bombarded by lies and negativity and this temptation stuff. The first move is to get out of there, yes. But the second move is to put something in that void, to put... God's truth and God's love in that void. The second move is so, so important. When you're feeling anxious and afraid and alone and abandoned, look to the truth of what God said. Illnesses and there are problems that that, uh, do not require a typical solution. But you you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from nesting in your hair. Maybe not every single thought you can keep from coming at you, but you can, you can control what you dwell on. And Paul teaches us, God is saying, because go figure, God has an answer for you. <laughs> when you are, are facing a difficult decision, God has a path and he has wisdom and guidance to give you. When you're facing a problem, he has a solution. When, we, when you need comfort, He is the comforter. God does that for us. I was talking to Bethany Hu about this, and she was telling me about her daughter, Anna. And Anna is six years old. And sometimes when Anna is sick or has a scrape or bruise or something, she will pray for herself before going to her parents. She's six years old, and I think that's so beautiful. An example of of moving toward the good. Like, she knows her parents are going to take care of her, but she knows...
myself. What a great reminder for us as grown adults that so often are looking for someone else to... How many times have I asked for prayer on a problem that I've never prayed for? It makes me feel a little uh, guilty about that when I think like... And, you know, guilt isn't from God. That's certainly not it. But there's some conviction there that I need to just... I'm preaching this stuff. I should know better. (laughs) So I... Anna knows the best one to move toward is God first. So there's this one way to live this idea out, and and it's whenever you are facing these lies, sinful temptations, you move away from them, and you move toward the truth that you need. And there's a whole different level when you're facing temptation and lies and negativity, and you move away from that, and you know exactly what to move toward. You don't have to research. You don't have to ask a friend. You know God's word so well that his promises just come to mind. I I speak about this to teenagers all the time. Memorize God's promises. Because when you're equipped with the truth, the lies are not nearly as strong. When you're, and and God will bring you recovery when you've been beaten down. He's there to do that. But when you are, when you're equipped with the defense of God's truth, closely connected to God. I talk to teenagers a lot about a deep and daily relationship with Jesus. A deep and daily relationship. Because that's how you get equipped with the truth. That's how you get equipped with righteousness and love and hope and peace. Is you have a deep and daily relationship with the giver of those things. A deep and daily relationship. We say 10 and 10. Have you done your 10 and 10? the Bible. That is a a great standard, and I encourage you to grow from that. But we say, how are you doing with your 10 and 10? Because that is a way to develop a deep and daily relationship with Jesus. That's how to move toward. Because if you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. It doesn't just happen. So we move away from sinful temptation, and we move toward truth instead. We don't just leave that void. We fill that void with truth And a huge help in doing these things is when you move with the right people. When you are enjoying the companionship of those... I was never alone. I never made those decisions by myself. And I certainly have to bear the consequences and and responsibility myself because I made the decision. But the people around me led me to a circumstance where that decision was easy. They are so, so important. I say to teenagers, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Look around you. I I, I wish I could attribute that quote. I've done a ton of research and everybody says they made it up. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. And that's why... Our group for for teenagers is so important because we try so hard. We can't do this every single time, but we try to facilitate an environment where students can have those healthy relationships. They can have those friendships that will spur them toward good deeds, that will enjoy the companionship of those who put God first. It's so, so important. And I think it's something that we just need to do. We have to move. We have to take an inventory of the people we're spending time with. Do the people you spend the most time with help you make better choices? Do the people you spend the most time with make you want to be a better person, a better follower of Jesus? Do the people you spend the most time with help you be more like Jesus? 
Because that's what Paul drive you to God. They're going to drive you to him. When you move with the right people, it helps you to bring heaven on earth. It helps you to bring heaven in you. When you move away from sinful temptation and you move toward the truth instead, this movement is so important. All of these movements are so important because if you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. I think it's important when we're talking about heaven in us to, to pause and say the only reason we get heaven in me, the only reason you get heaven in you is because of God. Summary of that, of that message. We believe that our God is love. He's not just loving. Our God is love. And he loves us so, so much. He created us to experience his love and to experience loving him. That is what heaven looks like. That exchange of love over and over again. He is love. The problem is our sin divides us from him. Our sin creates division between us and God because God is perfect. He is the ultimate source of good and hope and love and peace. So when we choose poorly, when we sin, it creates division between God and man. But that creates a problem because God just loves us too much to let that be the end of the story. He loves us too much to say, it's okay that we have this division. So he had a solution. Jesus paid for the creation. I'm going to give you heaven on earth, a taste of what you had at the beginning, what you'll have at the end. Jesus stepped into earth and he had the human experience. He was 100% God. It's a problem for math teachers. He's 100% God and 100% human. He had 100% divinity, 100% humanity. He had the human experience and died a human death as the price for our sin. We took communion this morning and Pastor Jack said, the blood sacrifice is what makes sin go, go away. And there was this whole system for temporary sacrifice and temporary covering of sin. But God said, that is not going to do it. And he stepped into creation and he said, my blood will And that sounds great. How do we access that? It's going to sound even greater. <laughs> what you have to do is decide to put your faith in God. Decide to say yes to him. I believe you. I accept you. And I'm going to make that my walk. I'm going to make that a part of my life. And that's, that sacrifice is going to pay for the sin that I have made. And when you do that, your sin goes away. Eternal in heaven. You've gained access to life abundant here on earth. Life to the fullest. And God doesn't abandon us after that decision. With God's help, when we decide to put our faith in God, the Holy Spirit will help us live for him. The Holy Spirit helps us make the right movements. The Holy Spirit is that voice that says, move away from that because that's evil, that's sinful. You know where that's going to lead you. Move away from that. Move toward your church family. Move toward my word. Move toward relying on those movements. 
And that's what following Jesus is all about. That's the message of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, the story of God and humanity. The best way to get heaven in you, where this, this journey starts, it's to put Jesus in you. We say Lord and Savior. And our, he's our Savior. He has come to die for us. And he's our Lord in that we submit to him. He is our Savior. He's forgiven of, of our sins. He's forgiven us. And he is our Lord in that we have committed to him. He's calling the shots. I'm not in the driver's seat anymore. As we move away from sinful temptation, peace of God instead, and we move with the right people, there's this outward trend in us where it starts inside and then it moves to our friendships. And, and heaven happens like that too. When you get heaven in you, it starts to change the people around you. When there is heaven in you, it will help to bring heaven in our church. And when there is heaven And when there's heaven in our community, we're experiencing heaven on earth. We don't have to wait. We're experiencing heaven on earth, Jesus with us, God with us, the Holy Spirit guiding us and giving us heaven right now. Find out where in that journey you are. Find out where in that journey of which of these three things is something that I'm going to pick to be the thing for me this morning. Do I need to focus on moving away from sinful temptations? Do I need to like look around my environment and see what is leading me to make poor decisions? Or do I need to move toward the truth of God? Do I need to look around my life and say, I, I, I've, I've begun to, this process of moving away from things, but I need to fill that void with the truth of God, the family of God, the community that God has surrounded me with, and tune into the Holy Spirit's voice. Or, or maybe those aren't the things, but this morning you're saying, I need to work on moving with the right people because I've, I've looked around in the right direction. They, are, they do not make me want to be more like Jesus. Where are you in that journey? Just pick one this morning because I think that these bite-sized choices are what brings one rep at a time. These bite-sized choices are what brings spiritual health. Do you need this morning Because if you want heaven in you, it's not going to happen by accident. If you want heaven in you, you're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. If you want heaven in you, you're not gonna, it's not going to happen standing still. If you want heaven in you, you're going to have to move. Let's pray. God, I'm so thankful for the work that you are doing in my life and in the, live, the lives of the people in this community because of what you speak through your word. What you've spoken to me to speak this morning, that these are your words, you guiding us and teaching us how to bring heaven on earth, how to bring heaven in me because it starts in here. When I make Jesus a part of my life, it begins this journey of more and more of me looking like heaven.
from sinful temptations. As we move away from the things in our lives that are taking us down a path that we don't need to be going down. Help us this morning as we move toward your truth. Remind us in the times we need it of the things you have said to us. Remind us of what you said about us so that when we are moving away and we can hear your voice so clearly. And God, as we do that work inside of us, I pray you help us to do some work outside of us as well, that we would move with the right people. We would find, surround ourselves with people that are going to make us more like you. Because our friends are leading us into our future. Our friends are influencing us in huge ways. So help us to put the right people around us, God. We, we dedicate this work to you. Because as much as we can't stand still, we can do none of it without your help and your guidance. So God, your Holy Spirit, bring us power. Adjustments to our friend group to make changes in our surroundings and our habits so that we can look more like you, so that we can have heaven inside of us. We dedicate this work to you and we can't do it without you. Help us this morning to commit to move. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.